0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, August 30th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Since the Department of Justice announced that the feds currently have no plans to overturn state laws legalizing marijuana, the question has to be asked, on what constitutional basis would they sue anyway? Trevor Burris, a research fellow at the Cato Institute, discusses the promising but bizarre announcement from the DOJ. If you read the headlines about this uh, DOJ announcement, you get federal government eases stance on marijuana. U.S. allows states to legalize recreational marijuana with limits. U.S. won't sue to block state marijuana legalization.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it shows how strange the situation we're in right now. And uh, it, it, the good way to think about this is to ask the question of why do we need a constitutional amendment to prohibit alcohol but we don't have a constitutional amendment to prohibit drugs? And because of certain decisions during the New Deal is is why the the commerce power in particular was expanded to the point that they said that they could reach individual drug users. And that was incorrect. And now we have a situation where it is simultaneously legal and illegal in Colorado and Washington to smoke marijuana. And that means that somewhere someone messed up. And we know that it's not the states that messed up saying that they have the power to legalize this or not. That is a core power of the state. It's the federal government which expanded far beyond its powers – into places where it never should have been involved. So now we have a situation where the government is going to let the states, or will allow you to have jurisdiction and control over something that they have core jurisdiction over. The federal government should have no power over individual marijuana smokers in individual states. They should be outside of federal government jurisdiction. But... They are in the jurisdiction because of these decisions. So now we have a situation where it is only the discretion and the fact that federal officials will allow uh, Colorado and Washington to have their laws that that is makes this sort of a funny situation. But it highlights the constitutional corruption that that, that is the federal government allowing these states to have their laws. Uh, a lot
0: of. Uh I guess last year and this year, a lot of state or local sheriffs around the country had been making the argument, uh, not related to marijuana, but about gun ownership. and a bunch of sheriffs were going around arguing, well, we're not going to enforce these federal rules on gun ownership, and
1: uh, same it's, type of thing. It's wholly unnecessary, right, wholly unnecessary. Uh, And that's one reason why you don't want your freedoms to be dependent upon the discretion of people who claim to have power over you but then say, well, but I'm not going to use it. That's never been a principle of limited government that anyone should ever trust because the next time it's going to be a Caligula rather than a Washington. And next the next administration could decide to prosecute marijuana to the hilt because you know maybe it's a Republican administration that hates personal marijuana use and that means your freedoms will change. And that should never ever be the way that, you know, a core freedom of being allowed to smoke a, a, a drug that a state has legalized and that the federal government should have no power over. Trevor
0: Burrus Now, uh, our colleague John Blanks was went through this entire release issued by the deputy attorney general, the Obama administration, and the last sentence basically nullifies all the good vibes you might have gotten from the earlier part, which was – None of this should be construed to essentially
1: disallow us from going ahead and prosecuting anyone we want for any reason. Exactly. And they would always do that. They're always going to leave themselves with the most discretion as they possibly want. They try – and they even have very limited power, comparatively speaking, over individual U.S. attorneys in different states. And the U.S. attorney for the District of Colorado – has made some sort of disturbing comments about the kind of marijuana that he will still prosecute. And all of that, the things that they listed that they said they will still prosecute, uh, they're not bound by this in any way, as you point out. There's nothing about this that is a binding legal document. The thing that should have bound them originally was the Constitution, and then that went away in the 30s. So now they're just bound by this document, bound. I'm putting scare quotes on that. Uh, So they're going to say we're going to stop minors from uh, getting marijuana. We're going to start large trafficking into cartels. And of course, if marijuana starts leaking outside of the states, if suddenly a huge amount of Colorado marijuana ends up in Tennessee, then the feds might suddenly decide that they're not OK with Washington and Colorado having legalized marijuana. And then they might actually sue to preempt the law. As they said, we're not going to sue. but well, they still could and they left themselves the discretion to do that. But nonetheless, I think a lot of people took this announcement as –
0: great news and perhaps uh, deservedly so. It is good news in the sense that uh, the federal government is at least uh, having some sort of dim recognition that the states can actually engage in in this type of uh, popular
1: vote uh, at yeah. will. I'm not sure if it's a dim recognition of what they think that the states are allowed to do this, but the politics is on our side in the sense of a majority – a bare majority of Americans support marijuana legalization. So this would not be politically useful. You, you don't want to live in a situation though where the politics switch and suddenly uh, it, it's changed and now you're on the wrong end of the stick. Uh, the federal government is saying that we understand that these states have done this. And we're not going to put a lot of effort into this, but we're also not going to say that we can't if we don't want to. And ultimately, we're not even going to say that we can't bring suit to overturn your laws. Of course, this will hopefully be less it will be less of a big deal when more states legalize marijuana, which seems like it will happen. And then you might have 10 states or or 15 states. And then the federal government will have to really look at its power in the Controlled Substances Act and at least reclassifying marijuana, not as a Schedule I drug, but they have yet to do that. But it's a movement, I think, that will begin. And it does help for them to relinquish some of this discretion, but let us not forget that freedom is not made by someone with illegitimate power offering you an olive branch of discretion. Trevor
0: Burrus Now, uh, some lawmakers, uh, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Steve Cohen of Tennessee have suggested uh, that we really just need to crack open the Controlled Substances Act and uh, have that statute allow for states that have made different laws to say, well, federal law doesn't apply in those states.
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's totally – I mean the federal – the Controlled Substances Act, Act has not been radically changed since 1968. And at the time when it came out originally, there was a famous uh, report that Nixon asked for about marijuana. uh, And the report said that marijuana shouldn't be a Schedule I drug. And and he just ignored it and made it a Schedule I drug. And uh, so we should revisit that debate that a different country had and a a different president had at a very different time. We should revisit the debate of, of well, ultimately we should re- re- revisit the debate of whether or not the government can prohibit any drugs. But a middle road there is to revisit the Controlled Substances Act, open it up, see if it still applies, and see if states should be permitted by the government to have their own laws.
0: Trevor Burrus is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.